Welcome to the intro. Let's chat. Uh, I have a guest introer with me. Mike. Uh, no one is special. <laughs> um, uh, this is Nate. P- How do you say his last name? PV. PV. Uh, man, fun interview. Yeah, it was really great. Nate, Nate's uh, one of my good friends, and he was a good enough sport to come on and talk to us for a little while. This episode is not for the those who get offended easily. Nothing terrible gets said. I don't know if you remember, Mike, but we just we joke around a lot, and I won't tell you why, but Hitler becomes a punchline in a very, very <laughs> funny way. Yeah, it's So now you get to listen. But um, I forgot to ask you in the episode, how do you know Nate? Uh, I know Nate because uh, one of my longtime friends, uh, Robin, uh, was... Uh, friends with nate and once i got to know robin i got to know nate through robin oh nice uh, so i've known him for a few years as well yeah super nice super funny super smart it was real funny for a while and then we just kind of got real serious yeah it's, and then uh, it was a good I episode was, I, think. I was proud yeah it was a good episode and remember to find us on itunes google play like us on facebook.com let's us chat let's let's chat no it's le- the facebook slash Let's it, us chat. Let's us chat. Yeah, because like let's chat was taken. Oh, all right. And then, huh? I don't know what you're doing. Email. Oh, you can cut that out. I'm not gonna keep it in because be even funnier. And then I forget her email. Is it let's chat two two three two three three at gmail dot com? And people have contacted us. Yeah, I got a. Couple. Don't feel weird. We've gotten emails and um, do us a favor and write us some of them fancy iTunes reviews. And subscribe and come on and be a guest. All right. Here's Nate, and I promise you we'll have some music soon. Today on Let's Chat, we've managed to get a ghost in here to interview. <laughs> Here's a meerkat? Very African. Yes. African mm. archetype. I think we're thinking of different movies. No, just kidding. Is it weird that there was only like one black person in that movie? In Africa? Yeah. In a movie about Africa? It's a movie about Africa that's set in Africa about African animals. And you got James Earl Jones is the only actual like black person in that movie well there are animals and cartoons and he's a he plays a he plays mufasa right yeah a caucasian lion (laughs) (laughs) well i mean his son is Haley joel osmond so god so do you is it a sixth sense prequel so since since you drove over here from the other side of providence can you just give us the rundown of everyone who's in the first lion king voice (laughs) because because i could look at imdb but i'm just gonna ask you instead because i feel like Um, let's do it together uh ellen john does the theme song did not phil collins who who did the uh jonathan taylor thomas scar um jeremy irons who's he was it jeremy irons why am i I thinking it was um i think it was jeremy irons who's the guy who plays snape oh alan rickman no it wasn't alan rickman Oh, okay. So who did who Although did Jafar? If it was Alan Rickman, it would be a nice Sixth Sense tie-in then. Because oh he, yeah, he was then killed by Bruce Willis in, his, oh, in Die yeah. Hard. Bruce Willis is in Lion King. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> were, who else do you think should wheel- be in Lion King? <laughs> <laughs> this is Wheels Within Wheels right now. So like, we should just like pick like a random movie and pick who else. Well, you know, if I could, um, while we're on that topic, if I could, the be- I think the best casting of any movie ever done that it's so fucking stupid, it's perfect. Is uh. Uh, not 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 pitch perfect. That's that's a classic film. Uh, Point Break. When you have Keanu Reeves is the wild crazy. <laughs> like is he the FBI guy? But Gary Busey is the normal com one. <laughs> yes, See, you know he's crazy because he emoted once. Whoa, Gary! That's, that's how. Well, it, that's that's, how, that's, that's actually an unconfirmed rumor. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that's just the level of intensity. Any that any film like. that could end with surfing uh, is close to my heart. <laughs> I respect that. Have you guys ever seen Point Break? No. I actually haven't, no. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny. My, I was just talking to Robin the other day. They were they were just watching it, her and her roommate. Point Break? They're remaking it. 
I heard. I think that's probably why I read about it. This year, like, yeah. They're uh, surfer bro bank robbers. With the, Patrick Swayze is in it before he died. Yeah, and they wear Robin. They wear Robin. <laughs> As opposed to them, like, carting his corpse around on a dolly? Like, what? Before Ghost. Of course. <laughs> it's, like, plastinated. No, but they... Uh... If they picked up any... <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they just put him into one of those body works or exhibits. It's very tasteful. It's really that Patrick? They don't even label him as Patrick Swayze. If you well, recognize him, you do. If you don't, you don't. Uh, do you guys watch Community, where they do the ghost thing with uh, Buster from Rest of Development? No, no. It's just a great episode. Uh, great. You guys would like Community. I'm gonna talk to you like that with the fingers. I've, I've watched a few episodes, and I season one like it's kind of a normal sitcom. You gotta let it get to like the chicken fingers or paintball episode before it just goes balls to the wall, fucking weird. I actually liked it quite a bit. I just have a really hard time getting into TV shows. I don't know why. Yeah, I have the opposite. I can't not watch TV shows. Are you a movie watcher? I am a movie watcher. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I can't watch anything that long. I respect that. Well, I should. I like movies. Like I like seeing movies in the theater, but I don't like to watch them at home as the much. The theater. The theater. What's the last movie you saw in theaters? Mm. Saving Mr. Banks. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I, I generally think... like Tom Hanks. Well, <laughs> I mean, how can you not? <laughs> I'm not uh I'm not related to Nate here. <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? Because you know, he's from he's the clone of Hitler. <laughs> oh, oh, so no. He needs to tell us. Okay, so you were thinking of so Nazi talk while we're at yeah, it. Yeah, let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's, talk, let's chat a little bit about national socialism. Um, I love to be social and just natural and free, and that's what you mean, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope this is an episode that's like even worth listening to because I think we've just absolutely been giggling. Not. Nothing I do is worth listening. Yeah. To Nothing fucking. Mike or I do either. Yeah, fuck it. Um, oh, I said a potty word. Oh, no. <laughs> oh we're not FCC regulated. Uh, okay. On purpose. <laughs> explicit rating on iTunes again. Actually, I think all of ours are explicit rating, usually because of me, except uh, John Sennish, because it was my father-in-law. And oh, yeah. We had I swear in front of him all the time, but in that regard, I just didn't want to. That's fair. He's a very respectable man, but everyone else. And, hey, 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 oh, oh, no respect. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, this is more or less just an idea I had where, like, it was... Um, you know, you have to imagine where the people in movies who play Hitler, how they get that role. So they you they have to audition for it, right? So just a, like this thought struck me. Just imagine like going into an, going into an audition room, and you walk in, and everyone in the room is Hitler. <laughs> They're all dressed as Hitler. They're waiting for it to be called in so they can come up into the room. And there was a couple guys sitting at a desk, and they're like, "Okay, give us your best Hitler." And he's like. Nine, <laughs> and then that's well. Wow. Well, I like that idea because I mean that's true. But I mean, like, like it would be in a it would be in a sketch. It, but this is this is a sketch. But like well, even in reality, that would happen. The way you like, described it to me was like you see a guy like leaving his house for the day, and he gets on the city bus, and everybody <laughs> yeah. on the city bus is dressed like. Adolf Didn't Hitler. the whitest kids you know do this or something similar? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they did the casting you know. thing, but they did the uh, the Hitler rap song. H to the... <laughs> it's very funny. But, like, you know, because you could even treat it even, like, super deadpan serious and, like, a guy dressed like Hitler to another Hitler. Hey, man, do you want to run, run some lines in the hallway? <laughs> nine! <laughs> no, no, can you just emphasize nine a little bit longer at the end? Nine! <laughs> and, like, get, like, way... Like, they can go, like, way, way too in-depth of, like, like, oh, man, I don't know, your, your mustache is just a little off. <laughs> yeah, like, see, more angry. Like, more angry. I'm just wondering what the per- the Hitler character actor goes through in his day-to-day life. 
That's my. Is Inglorious Bastards the last popular American film with Hitler? I don't know. I, mean, I, I I'm not a, a Hitler IMDb right person. I mean, the last. No, wait, could... wait. What about Downfall? That's yeah, I was about that... to bring up Downfall. Was, that wasn't a, was no. That, that was pre Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Oh, okay. I again, I don't see a ton of movies. <laughs> what other movies is Hitler in? No, I don't think he's getting a lot that's, of work. That's one days. of the weirdest he's questions I've ever. As if he was like a guy that like did movies frequently. Yeah, really? what's, what's Hitler been up to what's lately? <laughs> you know what surprises me? I, I can't even put. I have to end this out. That he wasn't in Schindler's List. <laughs> that he what? That he, that he wasn't in Schindler's List. <laughs> well, I mean, what would he have done? <laughs> he wasn't. Was he an inglorious bath? No, God, yeah, he yeah. was. He got killed. At Monument Man. Was he in? Was he in Monuments Man? That was all about Hitler. No, I don't think so. So he. So in in <laughs> film. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm making myself laugh too hard. So like in film, he's like, you know, in a sitcom, there's usually that character you never see. Like in Seinfeld, they had uh, Bob Sacramento. Oh, and then Friends, so it was the uh, the roommate. Or so the like, so in this, in like Monuments Man or, those mo- or Schindler's List, Hitler's like the Bob Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> you hear about him? I would say Imagine. that Hitler is the Bob Sacramento you know what I'd love of, to see? of <laughs> life, of history. <laughs> I get giggly. No, it's all good. You, make you know me so what I would giggly, love? Nate? A World War II movie that like surrounds something that deeply involved Hitler, and like it's a it's a it's a really well done uh, movie that takes place during World War II. But Hitler has a cameo. Like it takes place in World War II in the forties. But like Hitler's like he walks by in one of the scenes, and you have to pause it to see him. But it, that's the like only Alfred time, Hitchcock. That's the only time Hitler's in the movie. What if we went back to like Saving Private Ryan and just threw him in the background of a scene? We gotta get that Hitler. Or just have him walk by with no one noticing. I thought the Hitler in Inglorious Bastards did a good job. <laughs> he killed that audition. <laughs> he probably ran some lines and wore this, took the city bus in his Hitler outfit. <laughs> I. I'm just thinking, like, they, all those all those Hitlers have to then get on the bus leaving from the studio, and like, so what would it be like to just get on that bus? It'd be like the scene from yeah. Rat Race, where the, all the I Love Lucys come out at once. Oh yeah, oh, except with Hitler. Um, I remember that movie. That's one of those movies that I didn't get. That's a great. I loved that much movie. play. Or I love that movie. I still love it. I watch it sometimes. I actually own it, and like, a, I bought it in a five dollar bin. Yeah, yeah that's that, definitely uh, one of those. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, you know who's outstanding? That is uh, Rowan Atkinson, and I. Like I really love his non Mr. Bean work. I haven't seen his stand up comedy, right? Yeah. And, and he's crazy funny. And um He people think if they only saw Mr. Bean they would think he was a complete idiot. Yeah, I mean it's it's And he acts like a complete idiot in Rat Race too, but he's actually fucking super smart. Oh, he falls asleep. Yeah, it's the funniest thing because he's like his whole career is built on being super like slapsticky, or I mean at least as far as as far as I know anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um they ha- on Netflix, there's all of, um, of course, I'm blanking on the name now, Blackadder. Oh, that's him? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. him? Yeah. Bla- that's like one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. It's I got to get on so that. so good. First season's a little slow, but like after that, it's just... Is it British? Yeah. I'm not the biggest British fan. No, I don't know. Maybe we should try with the British stuff. It's See, tough. Think- and the office, yeah. the American office, like I know, took it from the English office, but they kind of... That was probably the first time I really rec- like started to like that kind of humor. Like the, the Steve Carell. It, it's. I think that's such an interesting. I think it's like comedy. the best way to describe it is like the awkward humor. Like yeah. A la like thirty. Well, actually, Thirty Rock doesn't really, but like Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. 
um, has that type of humor where it's like it's just the the vibe is just one of like ridiculousness mm. and like just super discomfort with something exactly yeah it's built on the awkwardness well like like the office or like with the Michael's shows character. where they talk to the camera they look yeah, at the camera yeah they break the fourth wall like Michael's such an idiot yeah what like, is the fourth wall the audience oh famously I, I've heard the expression, I actually didn't know that. the expression yeah yeah is it supposed to be if I remember right stage direction is like background middle ground foreground and then audience so, I love when that happens. Like in the audience, like it's like those those the shows where like the actors will acknowledge the camera. I I love when they do like that it, they the do notes. it in Parks and Rec. That's what I'm House saying. Of cards. Sometimes it, it, right in the middle. Yeah. Oh my god, House of Cards season two. Did you watch Nate? The nah. end of Please season. Leave. I don't. I don't need to. This won't ruin it for anybody. But there's a scene. Wait, wait. Well, before you, I don't want to interrupt. Uh, do you think that would be a good chance for a Hitler cameo? <laughs> House of Cards. Just have, just have Hitler. The like, bus full of Hitler actually goes like, by in a scene. Like one of the reporters gets on the bus and they're all just like Hitler and they just don't acknowledge it. Sorry, one of the Hitlers just you. offers the reporter his seat and then <laughs> next scene. I, I, completely rem- I don't even remember what I was Wonderful saying. Thought, I apologize. I don't even remember what I was saying. Um, Kevin Spacey. The last oh, scene in House there was of a Cards. scene in House of Cards season two, episode one. And he doesn't talk to the camera for the whole episode, but at the very, very end, he's in the bathroom, and suddenly he looks at the camera and he goes, "Oh, hello there. I thought I forgot that. about you, didn't mm-hmm. I? I thought you thought I forgot about you, didn't? Was that the first you? episode of season two? Yeah, that's the best. Oh, yeah. I love that feeling. Uh, and I won't ruin it for and, uh, the viewers who haven't seen House of Cards yet, but um, like literally the last five seconds of the last episode of season two. Oh. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, it could get on that someday. Well, we came. We brought you here to talk, Nate. Let's let's chat. Um, oh, that's our oh, name. Oh, that's never happened oh before. Uh, I ran into you at that show, the comedy show. Uh, who was it? Was Kurt Braunholler, Eugene Merman, and every time I see you, I bring it up because I keep forgetting the opener's name. I genuinely can't remember, and I wish and I could because he was such was a talented poet. The most exp- he was so good. Like go I don't to, even know Eugene Merman. He uh, does the voice on Bob's Burger. I was a little disappointed with his performance. He really whose whose voice? Uh, yeah, you know, Gene. I was a little disappointed because I thought I was there to see um, Eugene. Eugene Merman, like Merman. His, under, his underwater counterpart. And when they didn't wheel that tank of water out on the stage, <laughs> I, I was I, didn't I was know. very upset. <laughs> but I, no, he was still pretty funny though. So I he mean, was pretty funny. I'll take but what I, get. I felt like he wasn't working too hard. He's like, mm, let's see what else I should do today. Watch yeah. my clip. But like Kurt Braunholler, who I've seen on At Midnight, who I, which I really like. Um, he had a lot of great funny dick jokes, and then he had that long thing about the shoe, and it was like a five minute screaming. Like. I, I definitely just have so much respect for any comedian or any artist who you can tell they're working. Mm-hmm. Like, And I, I like Eugene Merman fine, but Kurt Braunholler blew my mind. And the first guy was this poet, and he wasn't a comedian. No, he had some funny poems. And then I think I think I read that it was the drummer of the Low Anthem playing piano with him. Really? I don't know if that's true. Yeah, and I he just did, this, the guy playing piano. The, he did that poem with the song. And I got really, really emotional while I watched it. And I was like, and poetry is more than just words. And we're going to change the world. And it was like a very revolutionary poem. And it was just, oh, it was awesome. I, I like that that Broadway theater is doing more. Stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, most of the time, I think it's just shows, right? It's yeah, The Columbus, the Columbus Theater? Yeah. yeah. That is such a beautiful venue. Yeah. And uh, me and Nate here and Robin went to, uh, what was it, a horror movie night? Yeah, Luciano, movie Luciano night. Fulci? Uh, Lucio Fulci. Yeah. Lucio Fulci. It was a uh, vintage horror movies on 35 millimeter. 
and uh, oh, they projected it on the wall, and they were like these old Italian, really kitschy, campy horror films, and we watched it on thirty-five millimeter in the Columbus Theater at night. Oh man, that was fun. Did that you go so there when fun. it before it closed? Because when I moved to Rhode Island, uh, no, this Providence, was post opening. It was. It's only uh, been open close. for a couple of years. Not even right. Maybe I'm like, wrong. It was no, closed. Yeah, no. as, far as, as far as I understand, yeah, they like, they closed it for a while, and it's only reopened in the last like six year? months. Or Very recently. Like yeah, because yeah. it was closed the whole time when I first moved. I think here. it was like last summer because Keith McCurdy, he's a musician here in Providence, who I used to know, but I don't really I haven't seen him in a while. But he's still performing, and uh, he was part of the effort to. Uh, um, reopen the theater and him and like a whole bunch of other people came oh, by. And well, tell him I said thank you. I love that makes this part of town even more fun to be in. Mm-hmm. A lot of good music here. I don't go to enough concerts. It's not the worst part. I've been to like Lupo's a few times. I've never been to Fet. Uh, Club Hell, is that still around? I, I don't know. Is See, none of us are not the club. We're not so, prov- yeah. Me and Nate aren't Providence residents and you grew up around here, but. Do you remember old Providence? Because I didn't come here when it was like a shitty place to be. I'm sure I did when I was younger. But... Yeah. Like I grew up outside New Haven, but you know, I don't know. Just never went there because it sucked. I don't That's even really have an excuse. I grew up in Southern Mass, like 20 minutes outside of the city. So... I did some research on you. You're Uh-oh. from Franklin, Massachusetts? I am. Uh, also called Franktown. Is that uh, true? Frankburg. Frankburg. Is that really because of Benjamin Franklin? I don't think so. Although, so I was lied to. Although I guess he did open up the first public library. In Franklin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's all I know about it. And I also see that your old AIM name was Human Vectionary. <laughs> uh, that's Futurama reference. Oh, I love Futurama. Because he says, because um, in the episode where they're hanging out with Beck, he's like, Odalie's a real word. Just look it up in the Vectionary. <laughs> oh, God. Let's, I can talk Futurama. I, I think I forgot to give it to you, Mike, but I have a Simpsons Futurama Crisis crossover graphic novel I found at Newberry Comics. <laughs> and it's like the, um, the plot of it is – I don't really remember, but it's like a Simpsons – it's the first Simpsons comics, and then it has something to do with uh, the brains that shoot people back through famous literature, like in Futurama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So are you a Simpsons fan, too? Um. I can't even really say yes anymore. I haven't watched that on TV. Oh, before. did you see my bender right over there? I do. Yeah, in my in the cat cave. Can you do a bender impression? No, I can't. I can't either. Can you? I can't do the voice. I'm, I mean, I can say why? the words that he says. Like yeah. my like, shiny metal ass is like. Why my? my do you want to put it on? The, uh, you can press the button and he could talk, and I can pretend it's me. Yeah, let's interview Bender. <laughs> All right, let's see what he has to hey, say. Hey Bender, what do you think about Vladimir uh, Vladimir Putin's? Take over a Crimea. Vladimir. Well, Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort Putin. <laughs> he he who should not, not be named. named. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about Vladimir. Wait, where's it? Uh, it's on his buttocks. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> what do you think about Obamacare? I've actually had that response from people before. <laughs> I don't really run around talking about Obamacare. I don't know, Nate. Uh, let's ask him something. You think of something to ask Bender. Um, this could be a bit. I well now now that I'm on spot, I can't think of anything. All right, what hey, do you Bender, think of, where'd you grow up? Would you kindly shut your noise hole? <laughs> Bender, what are your thoughts on the economic uh, economic downturn in Southeast Asia? That was a long one, man. If I had just said Brazil, that would have been completely on topic. But it wasn't accurate. How many phrases does he have? I don't know. I like Bender. My wonderful wife gave me that. No, I'm like, I feel like Simpsons for me is like Shakespeare. It's like every, the foundation of my comedy of like those early seasons. Probably the Conan years specifically. Oh, yeah. Of like everything. 
So that's a really that's a really interesting. In what way is it Shakespearean? Well, I think it's like to me, it's like the original cartoon that started. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not. Don't take me saying like I'm not really that big of a fan as me saying anything negative about the the. Yeah, yeah. No, I. But I'm one of those people. TV. I'm one of the. Every few years, I kind of come back to it. Uh, I'll come back and rewatch all the like seasons two or three, maybe three. Do you remember what the pilot was about? No. The babysitter. Yeah, the Tracy from Tracy Allman show, right? I don't or remember. Build I, just, I haven't. There's a lot of Simpsons I haven't seen. Yeah. But one I, of my favorite scenes is where the organist in church is playing Iron Maiden. Oh, uh, God. Not Iron Maiden. Not in Iron the Garden of Eden. Uh, yeah. In the Garden of Eden. We will now play in the Garden of Eden. I think that's uh, the episode Bart sells his soul to Millhouse for the. Um, and then Milhouse has my favorite, one of the best lines. Uh, he sells him, he trades him his Bart's soul for some elf pogs. He goes, yeah. <laughs> "Elf, he's back in pog formation." <laughs> remember elf, <laughs> remember elf. I've That's never a, seen the Treehouse of Horrors either. Oh yeah, those are good. You really never. never I think I think it. I even knew about so much classic literature. I remember in high school reading like. Uh, uh, what's the one with Piggy and the conch? It's really important. I should know this right oh, now. Um, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies and being like, that was a Simpsons episode, Miss Harshorn. You're wrong. <laughs> Simpsons like, did it first. Simpsons, yeah, <laughs> in class. Simpsons did it. Even though it'll be like George Orwell. But like, well, actually, this predates the Simpsons by many of years. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, my God. I, I have such ties to that. But then I think Futurama kind of took its place for me. Like, I love Futurama. I watch that all the time. Yeah, I feel like once... When Futurama started, it got, like, all the creative energy from... All right. Let me ask you guys this. And don't have to answer, but have you ever cried because of a Futurama episode? No. No. No, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> I'm close. Not, I made a stone. Sorry. There's not many shows that have made... Not me... the dog episode. What do you mean? The episode where Fry goes back in time. I know. Futurama has never made me cry. Not even that episode? Like no. the, it's no. called Jurassic Bark. And Fry goes back in time, and he finds his old dog, and he finds out his old dog waited for him and waited for him, and old, and he died. What are what are? Let's go off on a little bit of a tangent because Nate's a movie guy. What what are movies that you can see a hundred times, but like every time there's a certain part that really gets you choked up, like Green Mile, really just like you go first, Nate, because you're the guest. Oh, jeez, um, choked up, goodness, um. Like tearjerker, tearjerker, or are you not the crying type? I'm not really the crying type. I've never actually yeah. cried at a movie. Really, not like because I've never like sobbed openly at a weeped openly at a movie. But sometimes like a tear or two will come out if it's really emotional. Yeah, there's a scene in Saving Private Ryan where uh, at the very end he's like thinking about it and he drops to his knee, like at the grave of uh, Tom Hanks's character or whatever, and that his family's behind him at the graveyard. Man, that fucking scene. Oh, Tom Hanks dog. dies in that? His character, yeah, Tom oh, Hanks. It's been a yeah. while since I saw that movie. Yeah. I fall asleep a lot in movies, too. In My Dog Skip, which is... Oh, my God, with Frankie Muniz? <laughs> at the end, the this guy in a graveyard beats Skip with a shovel. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. I've literally. never seen that movie, but, wow, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love like the prototypical dog movie because they're just the most emotionally manipulative. The Marley and me, Shiloh. No, but 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 they they fucking beat Skip with a shovel. Why? And like the the little boy has to take. Airbud three, four, five, six, and seven. 
<laughs> oh man! Hey, everybody! He, no, he has to take time. Skip to the vet, and the dog's like dying. It's like he was literally beaten. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> yes. Within an inch of his life. Uh, Why does a guy beat a dog with a shovel in a graveyard? <laughs> Maybe he didn't get his audition from Hitler. This, this is this is a kid. Was the man this, is a, this is a PG. This is like a PG kids movie. I, it was the first DVD I've ever watched. My dog Skip. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think all the good movies were out from the DV- the video store back at that time, so I was like, we just got a DVD player, so my dad's like, gotta get something. <laughs> like, everything good Do was out. Do you remember out. your first DVD? No, I don't, actually. No. Small Soldiers. Was Dude. Mine. My dad brought it okay. home. That's so me, good. I'll, I'll amend to what I've been doing to say, the reason I'm laughing is the fact that that's the most excessive thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And, like, we know that dog movies are all gonna be emotionally manipulative. Like, Shy it's notice. all gonna be about a sad dog who, like, runs off and dies by itself at the end. But, like, but to just be like, oh, okay, here, here you go, kids, have this PG movie. And we're also gonna be scarred your dog's forever. head in with a shovel. <laughs> Like on camera, Airbud too. Like if you think about it, there's some dark material. Like in Airbud, Shiloh, the the dog, the, the owner is abusive. In uh, Airbud, it's the same. That guy is like a, a clown. Why did you watch Airbud? Why did I watch Airbud? <laughs> Let's get to the real story. You never here. saw Airbud? Airbud? I never. No. Well, oh, you know it's a great fucking movie. I'm Homeward Bound. Ooh, Homeward Bound is really. I good. have to leave the room and cry now. Uh, what the are the what were the what were the, the pets' names? What Milo noticed. What was the cat? Something different. Uh, one the, I think one of them was named Shadow, right? Shadow. Yeah, wasn't there a cat go, la, 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 la. What was the cat's name? That's accurate, right? I think that did happen. I don't know. Cats sure. rule, dogs drool. La, 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 la. <laughs> I think that actually happened in the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Cats rule, dogs drool. La, yeah. la, 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 That was a not good movie. <laughs> or was it? Homeward I Bound? I don't know. I haven't watched it as an adult. Have you? No, I haven't. That's no. too bad. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say, oh, yes, and dissect it for us immensely. <laughs> Although, actually, uh, just as a recommendation, it's kind of related. Um, you guys would probably really like um, the comic We Three. We Three. It's basically, it's a real, um, it's basically Homeward Bound, except all the animals are like crazy robots. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, it on Netflix? No, uh, it's a comic. Oh, oh, Okay. Although they've been talking about making a movie. Like a web comic? No, just... Like a book? Oh. Yeah. For some reason, like I think a like a human comic? I was like, wait, you mean things exist we outside three, of Netflix? Right. I hear Preacher, Preacher is a graphic novel. It's how supposed do, to be really good, and it's, they're making how, it into a series. How do they get the digital content on, like, paper? <laughs> I don't understand. Kindle. <laughs> do they use a oh, 3D actually, printer? No, Kindle Fire. Opposite. Kindle yeah, Fire. Kindle Fire. Oh, it's a Kindle um, Fire. Now call. I can watch. <laughs> no, Preacher, I couldn't get behind i have this real love-hate relationship with garth ennis where he's clearly very talented but he just he loves making his comics as excessive as possible because i think he i get the impression that he really just doesn't like the form kind of are you a big comics guy kind of yeah my brother-in-law was uh two episodes ago and we talked about the Star Wars Expanded Universe for like 45 minutes. By the way, his fan fiction's really good. I read some of it. Oh, Matt, if you're listening to this, good fucking job. I was I I had no idea he did that until yeah. afterwards. But um, he we and him were talking about graphic novels, and I'm all I, – I don't know tons about them. So what is the difference from a graphic novel and a comic? Because I don't know still. Um, a graphic novel is what people who like comics call them when they want to sound smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I do read graphic novels, by the way. <laughs> Dude, I think awesome. A lot of graphic novels. I tried. So many graphic novels. The Watchmen I never read, but I always wanted to read that. That's a, a well-known graphic novel. The Watchmen novel. is so good, and I love it so much because it's 
it can't be done in any other form. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's something that you really have to be able to go back and you you look at what's happening in the background and like every every page of that has just so many things to offer you. Sin City it's, too is a graphic novel, right? Viva oh, Vendetta yeah. was right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just grow you about graphic novels for a while. No, Transventurepolitan is the one that I really like. Could oh, they yeah. make Transmet's them great. bigger? How do you mean? Well, my eyes are really shitty, so like oh, I have there. a hard time. I feel like I need a magnifying glass to read them. Like I would love I, with, like, a gigantic print of Evil. Well, actually, um, you can download comics in digital format as long as. Do you um, like that? Like, are you a purist? Not really. I mean, I I honestly don't have the money to always be going down to the to the comic store and like. Where's good around here in Providence? Um. I don't know. I'm absolutely say. blanking on the name right now. What there's, region? Um, Not Newberry Comics. No, there's this. Um, I even have a T-shirt from them, but they're Time Capsule. Time well, Capsule. Yeah. Where's that? Um, there's one in Cranston and there's one in Seekonk. Wait, is that the one in the mall? No, that's. Uh, they're like a record store, but they also have like old nostalgic stuff, like what? paperbacks, eight tracks. Yeah, the one in Cranston CDs, is really cool. Why have I never heard of this? What's it? Hold on. I'm writing that down. What's it called? Time Capsule. <laughs> I don't have a pack. Uh, to- old toys. Um, like Game Boy games, um, NES games. They just everything like game and music related, like vintage retro stuff. I have a sixty working Nintendo sixty four in my closet. I still play Tony Hawk on it all yeah. the time. <laughs> nice. Wait, oh my god, I have to go there. Man, yeah, you... yeah check out the one in Cranston. It's great. Yeah. It's not in PVD. It's oh no, it's not. Yeah. PVD. Yeah, but it's like Cranston's like fucking yeah, same thing. Five minutes from here. I call it. Oh, I'm on also, the Also, Parkside border. Wings in Cranston. Best fucking wings I've ever had in my life. Really? I love wings. What's it called? Parkside Wings. Oh, man. Holy shit. It's this little hole in the wall place, but man. You oh, work. Uh, if you guys like wings. Near. Uh, I won't give away your employment, but uh, you work near one of my favorite restaurants in the world Red Stripe. This place isn't bad. You worked at Red Stripe? No, he works no, near, no, it. near it. Oh, I thought you said he worked at Red oh, Stripe. Oh, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't like it. Um, I I have a hard time getting excited about it. It's, That's fair. The food's not bad, but it's just it's generally that sort of um, eclectic cl- high class fare for mm-hmm. eclectic high class fare prices. And I feel I feel you. So where do you go to eat around here? What's your where your places to eat around here? My places. Um, I really really love um, Fohorn up on um, what's it called? Uh, Fohorn. Never heard of it. F A U X. Um, F uh, P H O. Oh, PHO, okay. Oh, yeah, it was like a, it's like a Cambodian restaurant, and it's Ooh. really, really outstanding. Have you ever been to Apsara? Yeah. <sighs> okay, see, I now you're the third person who has talked about Apsara in, to me in the last week. Oh, you got to go. Like, what, what is Let's go place? after this. I'm down. It's um, Let's make it happen. Chinese, Cambodian, thigh, thigh, uh, mix of like a hybrid. Like, it's all different Asian foods. Yeah, sort of just pan, pan yeah, Asian. Yeah, but it's really good. North I, is pretty good, too. I've never been there. Yeah, they're different. Really different. It's like New American. There's a lot of New American restaurants. I think Julian's and, Bro- and um, I love Nick's Julian's. both fall under New American. But oh. uh, yeah, they have a really interesting menu. You do have Sara. I went with two of my friends from the San Francisco. One one from San Francisco, one from Oakland. And like, you know, Japan is a lot closer to California. And like, I've been out to San Francisco. And like, you're talking about possibly the best like Asian food you're ever going to get in the country. Because geographically region. it's closer to Japan, so yeah. they just buy osmosis. They get the well, you know, people from Japan, like the immigrant. There's a large Japanese immigration population. All right, but and I brought them to Apsara, and they were like on board. 
And they are the high. Uh, Nick and my friend Shani Mel have the higher standards of Asian food. So I have a question for you guys. I know you both know the answer, so I want to know what happened to that Malaysian flight. Um, I'm thinking Bermuda Triangle. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Oh man, I think it's somewhere in space time. Terrorism. It went through a tear in space time. Like it literally went. There's, it was that it had to go through that exact spot. I think it just crashed. Did you ever see the, the episode? Only wormhole. Did you ever see the episode of Twilight Zone where they start? Um, they get sucked through time and then they start seeing dinosaurs. No. No. Um, well, that's what happened. So you, <laughs> you should watch that. Up. Well, you should watch that episode as a as a um, as a prime. I, I had a teacher in eighth grade. Oh, I think the flight was just crashed and they're just idiots and been looking in the wrong place for a week. But <laughs> that's very possible. That's they say likely. it could have been hijacked. It could have, but. Could have not been. Well, when I've been listening to a little bit about the regulations, they were like kind of really trying to shit on Malaysia for their FAA regulations, but ours were identical up until 2001, before 9-11. Okay, yeah, but... Like, I guess Canada voluntarily has like a digital streaming of the black box so they can always listen to what's going on, and that's not uh, a regulation. How do you lose a plane, though? How the fuck does that happen? Crashes in the ocean. Yeah, but come the on. The ocean's pretty big. It is pretty large. Yeah, it's I mean, fairly large. Is it big? I wouldn't say it's, it's huge. It's, I would say it's I've big. seen bigger. It, it's seen bigger big. oceans. <laughs> I, I want to call you out. Uh, can you tell me where? Uh, Were you in that cool machine on Cosmos traveling from planet to planet? Well, I mean, oh, I don't, don't want to give too much information about myself away. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. We'll have to change Cosmos your name. was so fucking good. Do you watch Cosmos? Did you watch? I, I don't like the original. Yet, no. I got can we talk Hulu about books. how Fox was the one that that put it? Props to them for doing that. Well, in the good words of Stephen Colbert. I, I can't even quote it right, but he basically said that, like a true capitalist, I'll give up my morals the second it can turn me a profit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's. I mean, the Fox put on The Simpsons, and The Simpsons make fun of Fox all, all the time. Yeah, didn't Fox sign uh, Louis C.K.'s new show and all that? Seth does too. Seth yeah. He, yeah, Seth MacFarlane, like, executive. He openly mocks the network on yeah. the show. Yeah. Well, Seth McFarlane is the executive producer of Cosmos. Cosmos. I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson on Nerdist talking about how it came to be. Like, he's been working on it, and he had lunch with Seth, and then Seth is the one that got to Fox. But it's good. Like, even if you're not a science geek or, like, like I like science, I like space, but I cannot watch the original Cosmos. It's so boring. I need Flash and get some. No, like Carl Sagan. Billions and billions of stars. Billions. Yeah, I can't even do it. And, Oh god! And you could tell that Neil loves um, Carl. Carl. He wrote so a letter much. to him, and he goes to see him. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Did do you guys watch but that multiverse theory? Has been tripping me out, dude. With the fucking droplets and the. And that's what Stephen Hawking what thinks. What the fuck? And he was on an episode of The Simpsons, so it has to be. True. There was a new scientific breakthrough recently. Oh yeah, like they discovered. Today. Um, they discovered ev- evidence of the initial expansion of the Big Bang. Yeah. Of like space time. They found that the, it's a recording. Like I listened to it in the NP. NPR. <laughs> they like found um, evidence to support, or, like, because what was the whole thing with the was it gravitational waves? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Fucking crazy. And there's some more stuff behind. Why it. just now though? Like, because we're just having the technology now. Uh they've been looking for it since the fifties. So yeah, basically, like, it, I wonder how you, that that marker is designated. Like, what it was specifically. They fourteen point three billion years ago. Unlike like, or whatever Christ. it is. God. Oh, unlike religion. Uh, Learn your shit. They have a fact. <laughs> And they don't stick to it like they admitted they were wrong for 74 yeah. whatever years. And like, no, we're wrong. Still wrong. Always wrong. I love the robot chicken bit where the <laughs> um, the ark's getting built and the unicorns wake up and they like walk to the shore and the ark's gone. 
and one of them looks at the other. It's just like you forgot to set the alarm clock. Like <laughs> they missed the arc because they overslept. Yeah, I mean that, um, I want to see that Noah's Ark movie for historical purposes. Well, I mean that's a cool story, right? But someone actually Darren, really Darren Aronofsky arc. was just in Who? an interview. The Darren Aronofsky he did uh, Black Swan. He's the director. He's just directing remember. Noah. And he said that you don't have to be religious. Like he said, he, the way he made it, he tried to make it like, I don't know, just it, look up his interview. Well, I mean, that's a cool story. It's a great, it's a, it's, it's, it's a classic fairy tale, like not a fairy tale, but like well, yeah. that story is like a story you could put in a book for children like a and holy it would book? be secular. Like that's a pretty secular story, except for the God part. Like well, true. it's an adventure. I mean, like. I think the literalists I, take it to a different point. True. But it's a, it's cool. I just have a hard time imagining how they're going to film that with like a high degree of verisimilitude. Just because we too. I mean part of the um part of the like understanding of the story is that, you know, it's this guy packs up his family and he packs up like all the animals onto this like boat on of, the fucking planet. Yeah, onto this boat of like Two finite of size. So unless unless you're going to be doing something explicitly miraculous, yeah, yeah, then which I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that in a movie, but if you don't want to make it, I mean, you just said he doesn't want to make it like a religious, like necessarily well, a religious story, then like how are they going to do that? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but you know, if you make it like. If you make a movie like that, you're going to make a billion dollars. And then maybe he, he took that movie, and maybe he'd want to do it, and then he can go do whatever he wants. Like, you hear a lot of the directors, like, but actors who say in that. It? Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. He, he's hurting for work, though. He shouldn't be. He's no, fantastic. I hated Les Mis so much. And he was in it, it, and you can't sing. My wife brought me to it, but I fell asleep during it. So I woke up and missed, like, the whole storyline where all they're all dead at the end. <laughs> So I really you just woke up and everyone's dead. No, I it's thought like, they were all, ah, they were all they were all singing. So we were walking out. She's like, "What did you think?" So I was trying to like hide it. I was like, "Oh, it's nice. I'm glad the people won." She like she like stopped in her truck. She's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "You know, they're all singing like and the people won or something." She's like, "They were dead." It's like, "When did that happen?" She's like, "I knew you were sleeping." So that's one of those movies. But the problem with that movie was Russell Crowe sang in it. Was and he can't sing. And that the parts where I thought there should be dialogue, but you know, I mean, I maybe I should. I'm not even someone who would even like to play, so I'm not going to criticize it. But I think a lot of people shit on it for that. Does reason. Russell Crowe appear alongside his band in that movie, or he, is it just no? Him? It's just him going acapella. <laughs> what band was he in? Like the Thirty Six Crazy Fest? Oh God, I hope that's not true. <laughs> I think that's right. I I don't know. I we don't know we don't name. Google anything. Did on you know that? To make fun of him. Random, random, random fact. Billy Joel once unsuccessfully started a psychedelic psychedelic heavy metal band called Attila, and <laughs> what? he actually had the band formed and stuff, and it it was him and a drummer, and uh, it failed. Wow. So there you go, if you're a Billy Joel fan. Was it there's that story of like Neil Young and Rick James were in a band together before they were both who they are? Really, Rick James died. James Bitch. Yeah, he he died right after the Chappelle show. <laughs> I mean, one of us had to. So <laughs> now, do you? Th- I kind of have this thing. I think Key and Peele have kind of taken place at the Chappelle show in that regard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Chappelle's amazing, but I think it's the new like. They're. I mean, they're fucking hilarious, but it's the new commentary on race, and they do it so well. Yeah, it is the new commentary on race, but Chappelle was he was on a different plane. I'm sorry, but something about, and I can't even, it's not even a tangible thing. It's just something about his comedy was like. Do you think part of that is nostalgia? No, I remember at the time 
I was yeah. obsessed. I think my brother told me he saw him at, do stand up at uh my my coworker did back in October. Like before he got famous. Oh, he wasn't at that one in Hartford where he like fuck said fuck the crowd and like smoked a cigarette for like 20 minutes. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. He was at, at that famous one? At Hartford and then yeah. and then he was they, my friend saw the show in Massachusetts and uh he was talking and shitting on yeah. the Connecticut people. And then sucks is probably everyone from that show was not from Hartford cuz I'm from that like area. I'm from uh, so it's all probably like wealthy kids from like the surrounding towns. What is the name Greenwich. of that super wealthy town? Meridian? Which, which Meridian. one? Yeah, no. The other one. Greenwich? Yeah. That's Greenwich. The, the big famous one. So you grew up in F-Town, you said. I did. Was it, um, did you like growing up there? Like, It wasn't I, bad. I, I go, mean, there's a nice plaza where yeah, BBC I mean, is. Yeah, it, it was It was a place to grow up, really. It reminds I mean, me of where, um, where I live. Like, just like, you know, we're going to live here. There's nothing great about it. Yeah, I mean, just, it was it was on the uh, the train line to Boston, and uh, actually recently it was voted the safest con- uh, town in America. Oh wow! I gotta go start some crimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it that it was my makes first wanna... thought. Oh, it's the safest city in America. Let's fix that. Not anymore. It's not. <laughs> uh, there's a small town up there called Upton, and their little slogan I saw today is like a great place to grow old, <laughs> generously or something like that. Because it's like rated like the most boring town in America. <laughs> Or Massachusetts, rather. I forget that Massachusetts isn't the entire country. Now, what You're both from Massachusetts. What is it about Massachusetts that you have to have an inflated ego about your state? But I don't think either of you do. Um, but I do notice that about Massachusetts has this like gigantic Boston ego, and they forget about everything else in the state that exists. Like, well, Springfield. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, they, they were talking about an NPR saying that they almost, it's almost like they keep the money in different... Like the money in Cambridge stays in Cambridge. Oh, when you hear about like the classy, intellectual, beautiful part of Boston, like you mean that one square in Cambridge, and the rest of it's no more Garcia. Those fags ain't marching in my parade. <laughs> oh, I don't care about the veterans. Although, <laughs> actually, actually, I really um, like Boston a lot. A... I was just there last weekend, uh, last on Sunday. Well, I was gonna say, um, on you know the whole parade thing, um, Sam Adams recently isn't that cool? Yeah, they withdrew support and because, uh, no, yeah. the, well, the whole like thing with them. Boston was they weren't allowing gay veterans. To, it wasn't just the gays; it was like gay veterans. Yeah, if I remember right, their excuse was that like they the people putting the parade together said that it would have been fine if they had just said like we wanted to be gay in your parade, but like that they misled them about what oh, it was about. I but, forgot the whole being gay. No, thing. I mean, it's what a, do you think that entails to them? I have no idea. I would. I would rather not know. Uh, you know, what? I want to go there and apply for a float and say I'd like to be heterosexual in your parade. I'm going to try to convert. This is going to be the heterosexual. Sexual. Float. We're going to wear man pants, dad jeans, and <laughs> flannel shirts, and um, I don't know what do men do. Watch Chop sports. Chop. <laughs> it's funny because some of those most masculine things are so homoerotic. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like if it were really that, it would actually be like the gayest. <laughs> so if we were like some like Just some shirtless guy shirtless guys wood. in dad jeans chopping wood, yeah. yep. high fiving. Playing sports and touching each other's butts. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah, that's pretty, the yeah. most heterosexual thing is what you're trying to say. Like, even football's pretty homoerotic. A bunch of dudes in, like, tight, tight, tight spandex and... Slapping little, each other on Little the butt ass. slaps. And you then know, the, whipping each other with towels. I know. And it's steamy, <laughs> and, then, and I'm getting a little too... I don't know why they had to have the team make-out session. <laughs> <laughs> that one always threw me off. Like it's whenever, for morale. Yeah, like, whenever I played sports as a kid, we all did. You'd always make out after the game. Make out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I they got in the quick shower. Makeup, guys. Quick yeah. makeup, guys. <laughs> little good hustle out there, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, make sure you guys just have a hold hands and kiss a little bit. Uh, yeah. that, that, oh god, I played soccer growing up, but I didn't play football because of my heart condition. So good story. Were you a sports person, either of you? Um, I played a little soccer and I played a little baseball when I was little. I played um, t-ball. No, that's where I stopped. I was a Cub Scout. Oh, I did indoor soccer too. I used to really like playing soccer. I did actually used to um, used to box when I was in high school a little bit. Did it hurt? A little. You boxed in <laughs> high school? Yeah. Wow. Was, that sounds kind of. Fun. I mean, not like officially on any kind of like high. So school that's why you thing. took ballet. Yeah. And well, because you know, b- uh, b- boxing and ballet have a lot in common. Yeah, the dancers hit each other. Did you have to actually do the thing where you practice punching in the pool for the resistance? No, <laughs> nothing quite. So that I can't picture intense. my Rocky montage, but with you, exactly. <laughs> Except yeah. you're running up the up and down uh, the beach. Are you running the up the stairs of the Ben Franklin <laughs> Library in Franklin? Yeah, and when you make it. We'll have to cut that out too. Yo, Adrian. Hey, yo, Adriana. It's your boy Nate. Yo. <laughs> Yo, dog! It's Adrian. Was there a good like music scene in Franklin? Were you part of it? Um, we, oh, we um, we always talk about we talked about ska once, and I'm gonna call you out <laughs> on it again. Oh, jeez! I think I wrote that down. This is my my past is coming back to haunt me. I I love ska. I still love ska, and I unapologetically love ska. If I can get a ska band to do our opening theme song, I would. <laughs> my thing is, I kind of apologetically like ska. Yeah, um, I was a third I, wave ska. I I don't know enough about it to know what wave anything. Well, was. Who did you like listen to? Um, when I was young, I was I really liked uh, like Real Big Fish. They mm-hmm. were a lot of fun, and you know it's it's the kind of thing where I can't. It's there no no ska band is my favorite band or anything like that, but I can't listen to ska music and be in a crappy mood. Anymore. I know that's what's great about it. There's no like depressing ska. Well, maybe there was. Um, I used to love Big D and the Kids Table growing up. I've saw them many and many and many of times. Did you like Sublime? Yeah, but not as much as I should have. Mm. Oddly, but I did like them. But I liked. I really like horns. I used to really like Catch Twenty Two a lot too. Well, that was enough about Scott. But um, you went to school in Boston. Um, yeah, I went to UMass Boston. And, uh, that's the UMass you don't hear about that much. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Not in a bad way. You know, we don't produce any terrorists, so it's. Uh... Ouch! Hey, Is that... I went to UMass Dartmouth. Was that Dartmouth well, or yeah, a little so bit you know, that? Uh, Dartmouth? Mm. That was bizarre. How terrorizing. Yeah, I think um, the response to that was really, really frightening, actually. D- Dartmouth didn't have like anything to do with it. No, no. they didn't. That was just being... It just happened to be where you went. But he went the next day. Oh, what do you mean the response was frightening? Well, the um, the way the, the Boston cops responded. It was insane. Where oh, They like bend the Constitution, and they still didn't do... You know, they didn't really catch him. It was like a guy outside smoking a cigarette found him under a boat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they like... Did everything in their power and they still failed. Yeah, but was how? Was that too wrong to say? You know, yeah. I don't know. Let's get real. It was like they put Boston into a police state. Yeah, they you know they we... like ordered everyone to stay inside, and it was like they, they like they put the the city under like under lockdown. Under they shut the internet law. down. I don't, was that true? No, they didn't do that. All right. Um, you know, it's it's you know, kind of really uh, uh, one of the many things that bothered me besides the terrorist act alone. When there became that thing, it's like you did this to the wrong city, and I don't think people understood. Like, that's almost implying it's okay to bomb Chicago. Like, cause it's Can not. I just say something? I know this is going to be a controversial thing. Maybe I'm just. Kidding. I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're going to take out a bunch of stuff. Don't no, worry. we're um. Yeah, we're th- we're throwing some punches this podcast. A little yeah. explosive. Uh, can I just? <laughs> I got I to gotta be honest. A lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, 
But well, no one listens. We're fine. <laughs> I I wasn't particularly a fan of the whole Boston Strong thing. I still am not. I understand that they were going for like solidarity, but like by no means are we somehow better. Like I'm proud to be from Massachusetts. Don't get me wrong. Like I love Boston. It's a it's it is. I do think one of the most interesting cities in the country. However. Like if if that had happened in Los Angeles or Chicago or Dallas, I'm pretty sure the people there would have banded together and done what they had to do. But like you're right, it's, we're somehow implying that we're better. Like Boston Strong, like literally thousands of people are being blown to pieces every single day, and we personally are blowing up many of them. And yet, two people in Boston get killed, or three people. Not to minimize it, their deaths, but like, and suddenly. That's Holy true. fuck, stop everything. Like, oh my God, this is 48 hours. Like, for 48 hours. The news was ridiculous. Did you even see they were like re- re- reporting the news wrong? Yeah. And they're correcting them? Yeah. Yeah, there was CNN. that big thing where like, um, there was like some Saudi student whose like, life is pretty much ruined Oh, now that they sued. They like, was it Reddit or they went after these two kids who they were... Um, yeah, because they, they were... were um, they were Middle Eastern. They, you know, they were tan. Yeah, like there was a Middle Eastern kid like walking around. With a bag. And he got... And, and he, they took his picture, oh they put it on the God, New York yeah. Post. Yeah. Like, get him. I was like, oh, dude, dude, that was so fucked up. Can you imagine being that guy? Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Oh, my goodness. And it, did he sue? I hope so. I think he so. He would make so much fucking money if he the sued. The people, like, really think he did it, even though we know who did it. Yeah, I mean, although those all the, like, nut jobs who came out afterward and said, like, oh, this is all a conspiracy or whatever still say that, like, that was Oh, even, like, those Newtown conspiracy theories. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, then why didn't this happen? It's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, but, I like, I know, too, that um, really even weeks after they were like, these are the two guys who did it, we've caught them, blah, 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 that people were still saying that, like, this Saudi kid was in some way involved because they said that they were claiming that... Um, people were burying the fact that it was like Middle Eastern terror terrorism mm. because of some nefarious agenda. Wasn't a little and... odd that it wasn't a, a lone wolf, though? I don't think no. so. No, I mean... not even a little. That's fair. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I just wanted to see that. What did it end up being that they were trying to prove or, or somehow reinforce? Um, did it have to do with Eastern Europe? Some kind of it Eastern was European... directly related to a drone strike. Like straight out of home. Was it? They okay. were pissed off over a specific uh, drone strike. Where is it again? Yemen? No. Uh, no, they were from Chechnya. Chechnya. Yeah. Which is like Why literally. Did I see Yemen? And then that whole Rolling Stone controversy about they put a rock star on them. Like, it's just a oh, fucking. They, yeah, they were saying it's just a kid. Morrison. Yeah, and in the past they've put pictures of like uh, Charles, Charles Manson. Manson. Stuff, so. Well, people like fuck, to get an upper over nothing. And good for Rolling Stones. Like, you idiots. I am selling so many copies right now. Yeah. What is wrong with you? And that's like, but journalism should make you uncomfortable. Like, CNN was a fucking joke. Well, still is a joke. You know CNN's, what I, CNN's been a joke for at least 10 years. But you know what I just... It, it, that shit pisses me off where it's like... It, it, it becomes like... It's almost like we get worked up into a fervor and we fucking get off on it now. Like, when Newtown happened, there was, like, 25-hour news coverage. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I remember waking up for work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Not even. 5.45. And I, sometimes I'll turn on the news and whatever's on MSNBC, CNN. I happen to turn on CNN. I'm getting ready for work. 5.45 in the morning, there's a woman standing outside of the school. You can see her breath in the 5.45 a.m. air. And she's saying, the police 
uh, commissioner is going to be here in another two hours, and we're waiting here in case he comes early. Again, uh, no new developments, but we've been here all night, and they've literally been standing there all night. And it's like, dude, I can't even do it. fucking, like, just give us updates when we what need What else them. is happening in the world? We it, get upset. We're obsessed with violence, and, I, like, we fucking get off on it. It's the like first crazy. experience for that, I remember, was, like, with 9-11. No. Oklahoma City bombing happened, and I couldn't. Yeah, watch. I remember being like mad because I couldn't watch TV because like Fox was just showing, but it was just the same coverage right. over and over. Like, and that's what I hated about the Boston Strong thing is like yeah. they, they were for two days they were just speculating. Well, this could have happened, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the most destructive part of all this because mm-hmm. this because when you have people who are charged with delivering facts to people and. Then and then they say, well, what we think might have happened is that um, a bunch right. of Muslims did it, or a bunch of crazy white people did it, or a bunch of whoever did it. Like that, then gets taken as fact. You're diluting your own your own credibility. Your really, own, yeah. yeah, you're diluting your own credibility, and <laughs> um, yeah, you and you just you undermine any con any possibility of delivering objective truth to anyone yeah meanwhile that kid was sitting at umass dartmouth in class and they were looking for the other guy who just was tall and had a bag how did he think he was going to get away with it though i don't think they did but but like yeah but you know what i mean like maybe they could have like what if they just left like what if they just got in a boat and just they couldn't left. have. After that happened, they locked the city down so fast. Yeah, but there was enough time. Uh, it's true. It was a bomb. It wasn't like it was like they put it down and then like, I did. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, it wasn't like a time bomb or anything. Well, it was a pressure cooker. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't like they have like. They put it down and split, and, and then like, it just ran. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be interesting this year. They're well. He's getting tried now, right? Yeah, is he getting death penalty? I, I personally am against did you, the death penalty. Can we talk for a quick second about how George Zimmerman was scheduled to be in a boxing match with Nas? <laughs> DMX. Is that, well, DMX. DMX. Yeah. Uh, can you fucking believe that shit? That he was actually... <laughs> he come would, on. Yeah, I feel, Listen to that sentence. Like, George Zimmerman was going to have a paid primetime boxing match against DMX. You can really get famous for anything. <laughs> I he, feel sometimes the guy like... Who didn't get charged for murder, murdering a black kid. Come on, like, I'm sorry. What the fuck is he? He got um, and arrested again for fucking pulling out a shotgun on his girlfriend. Oh, and he got pulled over and had a gun on him. But that's just because he's it's Florida. No, he got. <laughs> and then he got invited to a gun show to sign autographs. <sighs> and he sells paint, but he's famous for for that. He killed a guy. He killed a human. He's. I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't get. Into this what story. were you gonna say, mate? Oh, I was just gonna say that like sometimes you just have to appreciate the like high comedy that that the world delivers to you because otherwise you would have to <laughs> fucking kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what is the world? Was that quote like the world is a stage? Yeah, all the world is but a stage, I and think, all the men um, and women merely Bill players. Said that, right? I think that was um, Ch- uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think, uh, Bill, Bill Shakes is what uh, they call him in Willie Willie Shakes, um, yeah. In, um, <laughs> I was actually not making a dick joke there. I'm a little proud of that. Uh, just, it just flowed out of me. Snoop Dogg calls him that in, uh, I think, um, or is it Owen Wilson in Starsky and Hutch, the remake? It's one of my favorite comedies. It I don't is care great. what anyone says. It's fucking fantastic. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It holds up. And that is, I don't know. It's just, it's perfect. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> it's a great funny. fucking movie. It's so perfect. I don't. I think it's so underrated. That is comedic, though. That TMX would destroy him. <laughs> yeah, isn't the DMX medical like... bills alone wouldn't even be worth it? 
But that guy's got good health insurance. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Who's that? Zimmerman. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. I don't know. He he, he came off. out after he killed the kid. After he killed Trayvon Martin, it was like it was it was God's will. And even I mean, I don't know. At least he came off a little more apologetic if it went down. He, um, you got to give the the Martin family a lot of respect because they handled themselves with such grace. Yeah. Remember when they were trying to show like the news was predicting all of the riots from? They wouldn't say it, but they're basically saying black communities without saying black communities. Yeah. All the low income neighborhoods are going to hear this noise and riot like it's in Los Angeles or New York in the nineteen whatever. There was some small ones. I thought those were all fake. No, there where was, there was some in New York. And I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. They're small because then there was that, even that like the whole like the myth of that the knockout game is like a all media story that isn't like a true thing. Yeah, like, I think I think there's been like one actual case of that happening and, and it was, not, yeah. And it was like a white kid punching another white guy. Yeah, but it wasn't even at random. I think it was like a friend and then there's the hoax and then they take stories that are similar and then twist and manipulate. Do them. you yeah, do you think this country is going to get to a point where people are literally rioting in the streets? Not like, do you think we're headed for that or no. do you think that's I don't think so. No. No. A lot of people think we're we're heading in that direction. A lot of people are crazy. <laughs> A lot of people are pissed off. Not really. I don't know, man. I know a lot of people who. Not. I'm not saying. No, I I don't agree that people aren't pissed off. But we also have it much better here than. Like it's too comfortable to be that mad. Like I'm. We're living through the our version of the depression, and we're recording a podcast, and I have an iPhone, and you know, you know, I mean, it's not to that point. And I also think geographically, our country's too geographically large for that. I mean, maybe it will happen, but. Because I just watched that Vice. Um, do you ever watch Vice on HBO? No, I have HBO um, Go now, so I can oh, watch man. it. They do one about they show like uh, the Greek, was like about Greece and the anarchist and the Golden Dawn party and like their the anarchist party and like man, maybe we need that. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Although actually, it's uh, kind of interesting because I've read a little bit about the Golden Dawn. Yeah, they're and, Nazis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're like literal straight up Nazis. But they're not. But no, they hundred percent are. But they are right. <laughs> and um, but even they, if. I remember right, don't they, they pretty much, they don't have any power anymore. They got, like, one parliamentary seat. No, they had, well, in the, maybe things have changed since, but yeah, they did have, like, a portion. Yeah, they got some, like, vanishingly small portion, and then the rest of the government was just, like. Kind of like our version of the Tea, oh, you're right, like, the Tea Party, I guess, is that, like, sense. But I think even the Tea Party, well, I mean, they're very. I mean, I don't want to accuse them of being Nazis. I think they're. No, no, no. I think they're misled, but I don't think they're Nazis. Let's not draw. An extremist version, but it's that. The Golden Dawn was that sect of a party within a party. Right. What I I, I I meant by that. Where the Tea Party kind of got sucked in through the Republican Party. Yeah. And which has led to the Republican infighting, which is hilarious, which is also kind of shitty, but was expected. But, I mean. You get what you vote for sometimes. For sure. Man, American politics are real weird right now. So, I know. What the fuck is going on with American politics? Uh, do nothing Congress, eh? Yeah. And they're all going to get reelected. <laughs> of course they are. That's the best part. They're all going to get all, paid and they're all going to get reelected. We are all in the wrong field of not working for Congress. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's like legalized. And like you can watch the uh, Koch brothers exposed. Um, me and Mike always talk. We want to find like... Is it Cocker? Coke. I think it's Coke. Coke or it Coke, is Coke or Koch. We it's Coke. Coke. We need to get I like um, a very. In, I do get mad about the conservative re, um, representation in media because it's like fucking babbling idiots like um, Bill, like Fox News. But like you know, conservatives obviously have some great points. There wouldn't be a two party system. Like I want to get like a not a Bill O'Reilly, like a to come here and just explain to me. I don't want to argue. I just want to understand the other side that isn't the most extreme. And on the flip side, you have the CNN, which is the 
or any of them. Like you don't, you're getting too many extremes of both parties. I want to hear like I, I'm always more. Yeah, than ultimately, it it all just comes down to the fact that the the loudest voices just drown everyone out. Yeah, and the loudest voices are always like the craziest of the crazy people. I mean, it's, and I think Parks and Rec does such a great job of that of showing like micro government, like at the state town level, when they have their town meetings, and you have the fucking crazy people there. Yeah, that always happens. Have you ever have you ever been to like a city hall or town council? Like, I, I haven't been to many, but the few I've been to, it's it's so accurate. Like, it's just that's how it is. And but I guess I mean the Tea Party is loud. I mean that's that's their whole point. Well, it's, I was having a discussion with someone the other day about uh, feminism and. Like, why do people, a lot of people, really, when they hear the word feminist, they kind of recoil. And it's because, like, the most vocal minority is, a lot of times, becomes the majority because they're the loudest. So you have these extreme feminists who are, like, hardcore men-haters, and they're so loud and so, like, pervasive that the actual feminists who are, like, trying to progress a movement and actually get something done, like, they're not being heard. I so, like that movement, and recently, like, Beyonce has come out, and, like, Lena Dunham has been, like, a big voice for it. I love her, by the way. Mm. Do you, have you ever seen Girls? No, I haven't. It's no. really great. I just heard her on the Mark Maron podcast. Oh, really? And she's just so she's not. She's not gay, is she? No. No. She could. No, no she's not. Oh, yeah, she dates the guy from Fun, the guitar player of Fun. Mm. Uh, Jack, I think his name is. Is really good. But she's, I, I just, I don't know. Oh, Victoria said she would do a feminist episode with us. Really? Because I want to learn more about it. One time, I don't know if it's an episode we used or not, because we had to throw a few away because they didn't work out because Chris was a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mike said he would break bed with a clan. Uh, break bed. Break. Break bad. Break. Break. Deep breath now. I don't know. Break bread. Break bread with a Klansman. <laughs> Me? You said that, but I don't know if we ever put that one up. You know what was I look? You guys should look this up. I don't know what the name of the thing was. There was a documentary, and there was this. Um, the, this happened back in the eighties. There was a black guy. I don't know if he was a minister or what, but there were Klansmen in his town, like like hardcore. This was in the deep south. Um, like oh, I think I've heard the story. Real Klansmen, and he wanted to do an interview. I think with. Uh, the Klansman, he was a journalist, I think, the black guy, and the Grand Wizard came down to have a meeting with this guy in a motel, and they had an interview, and after the interview, they ended up like meeting another time and another time, and they ended up becoming like best friends. Huh. This black man and this Grand Wizard, and this Grand Wizard ended up retiring because of this black guy and gave him like his robes. Like to hang up in his house, the black guy, because like he gave up his robes, and the guy has like five or six other robes from other people in the KKK who became such good friends with this black wow. guy that they decided to leave the clan. Where can we find this? I, I dude, I don't know. Just Google it. I know. I've definitely seen that. Uh, it must have been a. Um, it was on the, something. Yeah, I don't know where it, I saw it. Well, the, I know there was this one where um, probably the same guy actually. Um, he used to be like a in charge of the KKK in his in his area, and uh, he had this whole. Um, speech that he gave about a, a, a friend, a, you know, black friend that he had made, and how um, how he, you know, converted him from the clan, and he and how he. I think the I think the guy he who was friends with was a minister, and he said, you know, he showed up at his um, at this like cafe that he was eating at, and they said like, and they tried to like scare him out of town, and the guy just wouldn't budge, and the, and they and they finally just um, he just got under their skin so bad that he wound up. 
just not being in the KKK anymore by wow. virtue of irritating him until he yeah. until he realized that he was being a crazy person, I guess. Have you ever seen, obviously, American History X? Yeah, that movie's Such really a good. great movie. Edward Norton really transformed for that one. Uh, Corey Matthews' father was in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably not the point I should be making about American History X. But at the very end, when the kid dies, like... Oh, my God, that's fuck. such a gut punch of an ending. I know. I, I like I like dark stuff, though. I like when that happens. Oh, me like, too. I like when I'm not prepared for that. That, that stuff really... That's, a, that's such a great movie. Uh, I guess we can start wrapping it up, because we've been talking for way too long. Got real serious uh, and started um, talking like no this. Time limits, but it's all good. Talk. Unless you had any more questions. Um, yeah. what other... Or there was something Nate wanted to talk about that we didn't cover. Oh, yeah, we didn't what did I want to talk anything? about? If there was anything. Oh. Oh, what? He had a podcast idea. I, I remember you... you want to share. Yeah, let's talk about... I actually want to talk about the art of podcasting completely, because I remember one of the, probably one of the first times we met, like, we were playing trivia... And you were going to Brooklyn to see Night Vale. So oh, yeah. You're like, I, you know about podcasts. You're into podcasts. And I am. What, oh, my God. Thank you for coming on because that's like how me and Mike met. Like, like what else do you – A, what is Night Vale? And B, because I actually I still haven't just listened to it. Um, and what else do you, you listen to? You absolutely should. Like, Night what vale, is it? It's – the whole premise of it is everyone who, who, who sums it up always sums it up by saying that it's pretty much um, NPR's This American Life in the Twilight Zone. And, oh. and it's not exactly that. It's well, it's, it's called listen. Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, right? Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, and it's um, the whole premise is that it's like a one man radio show, and he just gives he's like the town radio station, and he just gives people the news for this town where everything's crazy, and oh. it's all full of conspiracies and like weird otherworldly crap is always happening, and it's some of the smartest writing I've seen. Yeah. It's it's just really incredible. I think the thing that impresses me the most about it anyway is the fact that they just never, ever, ever forget a plot thread. Like, wow. there are jokes that they make in episode one that don't come back until episode 20. And so it's, it's just, funny. Yeah, it's hysterical. Well. It's like, so funny. Arrested Development. Like, how Arrested Development is, like... Um, it's a lot more straight. No, I mean, not, they're not in this, but like, the, so, the... They play it more deadpan. The deep yeah. joke, like, they make a joke in episode one that doesn't pay out to episode season three. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, oh, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, you would really like Start this. with episode one. Yeah. Episode one is a little tough to get through, because I think they're finding their footing, but even by episode two, it's like it's, all the, the humor is very ridiculous. Like, I think of Adult Swim, like, not even, not like Tim and Eric and stuff like that, but it's very, like, bizarre. Like... Yeah, that's part of what makes it funny. Is it they they say this ridiculous stuff about like aliens and just bizarre stuff, but they play a deadpan. Exactly. Yeah, it's, they take a premise that's like very funny because you know it's about a there's a dog park that nobody's allowed to go into and dogs aren't allowed in, and <laughs> but he just treats this like with just the absolute utmost seriousness, like an Ira Glass voice. Yeah, exactly. Is it NPR show? No, no. no. Oh. Although it actually um, it. Once it started getting legs, it did beat out This American Life. Yeah, because I iTunes. see it's like the number one podcast. And mm-hmm. you went to a live taping. Yeah. How was that? Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I I should probably edit that out. I, I wound up missing the show. Cause oh, I, okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I just wasn't. I, like, I wasn't able to make the bus, really. That's, yeah, no but, big story. Oh, yeah. I, 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 want, I want to go to, like, a nerd. Do you listen to, like, Nerdist at all or any of those? I've never actually caught the Nerdist. I don't know how I've done it because it's, like, on my radar, but, it's I know, just, but I've never gotten to podcast it. Podcast is such a different medium where I feel like I only listen to them on my phone, and I can only have so many. What do you use? iPhone. Like, by what app? I have Pocket Casts. Oh, I don't know. I just have the Podcast app that comes with Apple. Oh. Yeah, Pocket Casts is a good app if you want. Podcasts it's a little purple guy. 
No, it's just an app where you can look up any podcast. Like I have ours on it, and Joe Rogan and Mark Maron and a whole bunch oh, of others. Yeah. Oh yeah, and have you standard. can download the episodes on your phone, like yeah. when you're on Wi-Fi, and then when you're in the car on the go, you can listen to them. Without, yeah, yeah, you know, that's how mine is too. It's pretty good, but there's only so many podcasts I can listen to in one period of time. But like, but yeah, I know there's like so on your phone many. where, like in the car. I always listen when drive driving or doing the dishes. That's yeah. when I listen to mine. What like, what's your time? Because um, I feel like it's a motion thing. Like, I can't just sit and listen. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I do it when I'm walking, and, you know, when I'm doing chores, too. It's yeah, same, chores. It's, it's kind of replaced music for me in that sense. It really has for me, too. I, I'm finding myself listening to not a whole lot of music these days. No, but me neither. Podcasts I'm just crazy like, about. Upset. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm so... My brother is the one who kind of... Actually, I used to listen to a podcast a long time ago when they first started, and then I could, it was. Uh, we're kind of in the golden age of podcasts right it's now. It's just starting out. I mean, people are getting TV shows. But the weird thing is, it's been around for years. But yeah. only just now is it becoming really, really mainstream. Like when you have people like Chris Hardwick on TV, like Marin. Talking Dead and Talking Bad, and Marin, and, and What's even the, Pete uh, Holmes. And... The technology is so easy to, to do yeah, now. You, I mean, look at what we're doing right here. It's. It's like $200 worth of recording equipment and a free program that you got offline. Yeah, pretty much. And then you just hang well, out and, and talk. I first, it was the AP podcast. I was, it was Alternative Press, and it was like the founder of Alternative Press magazine and musicians. But I don't think there was a way to do it mobile. I mean, there could have been. I, I, I don't know. I'm not the best, but at least I didn't have a an iPod at that time. And they mm-hmm. definitely exist. I just didn't have one. Well, you mentioned it early and maybe even been one of the first podcasts that the setup we're using now, like the mixer we have here, oh, you know how much that would have and cost these microphones like 10 years ago. Oh yeah. 15 years ago. Like Easily. people like us wouldn't have even been able to dream of affording. I mean, if we even want to go that far back, there like was this, a... mics we have in our hands right now are probably better than microphones they had in radio stations in like the sixties. Oh yeah. Easily. I mean, there was a time and maybe like our grim the eighties. Hell, it was definitely there was a time where uh, I mean, music wasn't even recorded, and now we record. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. If you go that far back, there was a time if you wanted to see a picture of yourself, you had to paint it or draw it. Joe Rogan always talks about that, and that's in relative like relatively. That's not that long ago. Yeah, like that's how much we've. I mean, there. I haven't been listening. I need to listen more because I haven't been listening to Rogan lately. Anything no, Ro- lately? Rogan, I um I've been slacking so same bad. Same podcast too. I go through a phase. Like I can get really into a show and listen to a ton and, of it. And I feel like but... Marin and Holmes haven't had great episodes yeah, but... lately. Oh no, Ben Schwartz. But I also think it depends on who you know. Like I like Ben Schwartz because he's on Parks and Rec, and I've listened to him on other podcasts. Ben Schwartz. He's John Ralphio on Parks and Rec. And he's oh really? Like House of Lies. He's a funny guy. So funny. That Pete Holmes one is incredible. Really? But then I don't listen to tons of Pete Holmes. But I also go through phases where I don't listen. But I think the difference of, like, especially our podcast, I don't care when you listen to it. Like, you can listen to our first episode in a year from now. Yeah. Or you can listen to it the day it comes out. Yeah. Like, ultimately. It's the same thing with your Rogan. Yeah. It's not like you have to know. Like, you can turn it on and. Yeah. It's at your. It's like DVR. Like, when you're ready to listen to it, you listen to it. Personally, I wish everyone would just download our episodes for our numbers. But, uh. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, have you heard the Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan? Yeah, no, I love Kevin Smith. It's like three hours or more. It's like three over three over three hours. Like, what? Who else do you like listen to, Nate? Um, I'm really into uh, Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Eugene Merman. Of course. Yeah, I I, I like that. I love that guy. Yeah, that that whole podcast is so so interesting. Start Nerdist with uh, a recent one. Neil deGrasse has been on three times. Just listen to the newest Nerdist than Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a really funny guy. Yeah, he's like a comedy fucking genius. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why everyone, like, 
like that uh, geek culture has kind of latched onto him a lot. And he's a black he's, guy. Yeah. And he's a black guy hosting a science show on Fox at 8 o'clock. Who would have thought? <laughs> That's, black uh, people are doing a lot of stuff these days. Being president, be president, being they're physics. Like... Being key Being physics, doing physics. Doing physics. I'm... He's not even just a phys- astrophysicist, and like he runs the Hayden Museum. Observatory. He's a yeah. fucking celebrity from being an. A- he there hasn't been him since like a Bill Nye. Like Bill Nye calls. But he's like, still around and still. Yeah, yeah, that Ken Ham debate he did was incredible. I I didn't catch it, and I'm going to judge it anyway because I don't like that kind of thing. Um, I it just feels pointless to me. It's the kind of thing where both sides of the debate are going to go, they're going to talk past each other, and then they're both going to walk away, and they're going to say, yeah, my side totally kicked their side's ass. Right. Well, Bell Nye won. I mean, of course. <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah, you're right. It just, it's just like a, it's just spinning your wheels, you know? Yeah, I feel like at some point, but it was still, I liked, I liked a lot. I got halfway, I got bored halfway through. That was, man. You know, you do Marin, do you do Marin? No. Mark Marin's podcast. I'm always looking for new ones. I, I kind of got really hooked on, um, Matt Pryor, the Get Up Kids, has one. Oh, so I, I, I just found that recently, so I've been listening to that a good amount. But you know, I, I'm an audio fanatic, though. Like if, I don't like Skype interviews. I can't do yeah. it. Like yeah. even, it's, um, if the quality is not good, it's hard harder to listen our to. Last really, even sometimes when, when guests call in on podcasts, it just doesn't work it for doesn't, me. It's hard to I listen know. to. That takes me, even our last episode we put up with Topher Davis, um, we had a little bit of equipment and human error, uh, error and a little which bit I'm of, sorry I missed. <laughs> oh, that's fine. But I'm sure he'll be back. He's coming back. Um, so like I can I listen to it. You can hear it. But like if I didn't, if this wasn't my podcast, I wouldn't listen to it. And I understand if someone wouldn't. Yeah. But he'll come back. That's but that's besides the point. But it, it's totally like there's this weird audio aspect of it. But man, I just I love the medium so much. You know what I even found out today? You could do. I texted. I saw Ben Schwartz was on the Jeff Rubin Jeff Rubin show. The was on from Parks and Rec. And they talk about the Simpsons and Calvin and Hobbes, which are like me and my my brother Aaron, like two of our obsessions. Yeah, next. Oh, so Nate just pointed at my uh, nightstand. I have a uh, looking for Calvin and Hobbes unauthorized biography. He, he just did a uh, Bill, Bill Watterson. Watterson just did yeah. a comic. That's for my brother. That was my like Christmas finally present. started working again. Well, no, like um, been... he drew his drew his first panel in like X number of years. It was just yeah. about newspaper going out of print, like newspaper go, kind of going out of business. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Oh yeah, I've been learning a lot about him from this book. That my thanks, Aaron. Well, I have a lot of respect for him. You know, I I think he just he he kind of refused to make money off of what he was doing. Well, he made like a nice living. Yeah, absolutely. But he um, he refused to license out anything Mm -hmm. that he did, and I just think that's really cool. He has that really famous quote. um, I can't. It's too long to quote, but. I, Can I, I get a picture I, of his quote as a bumper sticker and then get a sticker of Calvin peeing on it? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. If you, um, Zen Comics has it. Uh, I actually just posted that on our Facebook page the other day. Uh, but it's like, it's Bill Walsh say, saying, I think it was from a speech. He's like, but the whole idea is like how there's a million ways to say out. There's a million ways to sell out. And he's a, he's such a good guy. I, mm-hmm. I like him. I don't know why I did write down hats, but that's not worth it. I just, <laughs> why did I write down? Hats people? are pretty cool. No, you, not, you always have not, nice uh, hats on when I see you. Thank you. You came to uh, my wife's birthday party. It was very nice of you. And you had a <laughs> lovely hat, and then I wore your hat, and then you wore my top hat. Which, when we do our photo, I could wear for today. I think you should. And you don't really have a fedora for every day of the week, do you? <laughs> I mean, no, absolutely oh, not. No. <laughs> you don't seem like the kind of guy that would have seven fedoras. 
Not so much now. You not you're not a fedora wearer, Mike. No. I think I swear I saw a picture of you in a fedora once, and maybe I just assume no. you wear it. I don't you think guys could like dress up like 1920s uh, newspaper sales boys, or really cool people from you the mean 90s. Like, or you mean like Christian Bale in the Newsies? I never saw that, but yes, I do. Fantastic. All right, so <laughs> wrapping up, we have two questions we ask everyone. Let's hit it. Uh, favorite places to eat in Boston and Providence? Well, we, we just ask favorite places to eat wherever you live. But you uh, live here, but you are a Boston boy, so. All right. Um, and Frank, I don't know, is Franklin known for its cuisine? No. Okay. Um, in Boston, uh, Bonchon's Chicken. It's a Korean barbecue place. They have the best fried chicken I've ever had in my entire wow, life. Korean barbecue. Did you had Mama Kim's food truck? Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, when I worked at the Biltmore, that was like Friday. I worked every Friday morning when we get Mama Kim's. Oh, man. It's the best. It really is. So what, you, and what, about, what would you recommend for Providence? Providence. Um, actually, I was really surprised with how good the uh, the food of the Duck and Bunny is. I think a lot of people get scared away from that place. Because of the snuggery. Yeah. I heard they're opening one up here on Westminster. No way. I heard City Council approved it. I don't know what's happening. Kind of where like, Rome Dog Care is. I was just at Duck and Bunny. I got a cupcake. Oh, God. I like... Salt caramel. Good in the summer, too, though, so you can sit outside. So they are. not so snugged. So... I really, I, enjoy, I really enjoy that place. You can get a little mini pot of tea, which is like probably like maybe two, two and a half cups worth of tea, and they actually bring a little teapot to the table, and it's like $3. It's really nice. They have like cup, they have really yeah, good cupcakes and crepes, and it's really nice. See, I think people get scared off because... They hear that there's a food menu and they think it's going to be like Wait, expensive or anything like there's that. There's a and what menu? A food menu. Like just restaurant. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Restauranty stuff. And it's, they're fantastic. They're so like, good. Like we went there with a friend and she got what? They were strips of what? It was like fig and date and, and brie, brie on bread. Oh, like some kind of bread. Yeah. And it was really little like eclectic dishes and there. stuff. I've only been there the one time. Do they do other things besides dessert? I've only had like crepes there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They do dessert. dessert. I've never gone there for a meal. No, you can get like sandwiches and stuff too. Yeah. What's yeah. Oh, that? Wicked Inn, right? Yeah. I like that area a lot. Me too. Wicked Inn's really cool. Fellini's is really good right over there too. Yeah. Like they're that. so mean there though. Oh, I know. They're so... But they don't have to be nice. But I that's maybe not, they're trying but... to go for that New York pizza. Like, hey, we don't give a fuck, yeah? I think they they you go beyond not giving a fuck and then you're just mean. Yeah, I think I'm you aggressively don't give yeah. a fuck at people. Have I gone, where did I go last night? Oh, I was in Boston the other night, so I, I forgot the name of the restaurant, but it was very good. But we, I, the last place in Providence was Barstow. So, oh, actually, one place. If I mean, if we're plugging food places in Boston, um, if you can get there early, and you do have to get there like early, um, Sorella's in Jamaica Plain. I like JP. My good friend. I, used, uh, I lived there for Valley like four years. Are you Never, JP? I don't think I yeah. ever really explored JP at all. It's awesome. Is it a shithole? No, no, not anymore. Why did I think it was, oh, it, it was not like, a pan in Roxbury? But JP, I've heard. I don't know. Yeah, it, it used, used to, to be, be. It used to be like that same Mattapan Roxbury crowd, yeah. but then I don't know. In the last ten years or so, it's been. I need to make a hipster. What do they sell over there? At Sorella's. Um, Sorella, it's like a breakfast place. They close at like noon, but oh, man. they they were actually voted the I think it was like the fourteenth best pancakes in the country. Damn, oh, I love pancakes. I want to. They it, like will change your life. It's, I want to get some good Johnny up. cakes. Oh, um, where at? Where can I get some Johnny cakes? I can't JD's remember the last time I had any. I what, what's a Johnny cake? It's, uh, it's a pancake with it, cornmeal. Yeah, ah. it's like thicker. I think it's a Rhode Island thing. They're very oh, good. Oh, oh, oh. Classic ah. cafe. So like JD's a cornbread cake. 
Patuxent Village is well, really cool. Um, would you go? Would you call it a cornbread pancake? I think it's not. Quite or maybe like oh, maybe a polenta. I think it's polenta. It's just more substantial and and it's actually it's, better. It's like really them. good. Yeah, my wife makes them. Um, you invite me over for breakfast. We have to stay in the morning. You just took it. We were here. The <laughs> line was here, and you're over here now. I'm not a very good sleeper. Oh, uh, Classic Cafe has some. I think Liberty Elm Diner was like what they were known for for a while in like Elmwood. You some be, great goddamn food in Providence. It's they, astonishing. It was I'm rated, still uh, finding new yeah, places. Rated Restaurant like one city of, of like, the country. Yeah. Like it's just. It really is incredible. So let me tell you a funny, typical, like, annoying Providence story. Okay. My wife and I have been watching House of Cards, and we really wanted uh, barbecue, so we're going to go to LJ's. I think it's technically Pawtucket. Not as good as we're, Freddy's. We're, no, it's not Freddy's. <laughs> now it's gone. Ugh. But we're going to LJ's, uh, you know, where Wildflower is on Hope uh, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get there, and it was closed because they were remodeling. So we're so... But you know when you just... And I, and I got lost getting there, so that's part of my fault. So Wait, really is this over by... Uh... Hope Street. It's technically Pawtucket. But it's next to uh, Rissoy? Right near Rissoy. Yeah, yeah, okay, actually, okay. okay. Um, you know, locals-only references. <laughs> Indian food. But, like, you really, really, really wanted it. So we got there, and they were modeling, and we're so angry. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? So we're like, and you know what? I don't know. It's fucking Providence. There's a bazillion places to eat. It's probably, like, 6, 6.30, and I'm blanking of anywhere I want to go. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's go to Andrea's. Really good Greek food and uh, the Thayer Street. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find parking, and it was really cold. It's like, Fuck this. Let's go to Red Stripe. And we get to Red Stripe seven around 7 o'clock. And then there's a wait. And we're so hungry and so angry. We're like, we're like, all right, we'll figure it out. And we're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So we just walked violently. I would have to say violently. And we <laughs> so went to stomped and, over there. But then we ended up at Farmstead. <laughs> See, I was just going to ask if you guys have been to Farmstead. Yeah. I've never been there for dinner. But like, how Providence is that? It's like, I couldn't get to the amazing barbecue place. I couldn't park at the amazing Greek place. My favorite restaurant had a wait, so I went to another James Beard awarded restaurant <laughs> and had one of the best meals of my entire life. And there's a, and I drove by, and that, that's like a famous, like, it, oh, it's a James Beard, an either award or nominee, nominated but restaurant. But think of all, like, the high rates, just like Julian's. Everything. Nick's on Broadway. Crazies. Broadway Bistro. West End Food, man. Like and the Avery North. I never to North. Lily Marlene's. Fez. Cuban Revolution's gone. I heard. But like Capitol <laughs> Grill. Cuban Revolution is... had such a cheap beer list, though. I know. I oh, like the man. Onlyville. Harry's like $2 Sam, uh, Sam Adams. I like the I mean, Onlyville on location. Muse Tavern. I need Never to go. There. They're really. Oh, I've been to the Muse. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, and Nick's, and then the East Side has like a whole another slew of amazing restaurants. I still oh, never forget been it. to Federal Hill. Yeah, even hey. just even just going up and down there, like East Side Pockets. Yeah. Like oh man, North. There. I forgot where it is, but it's called North Side Pockets, and I think it's the same owners. And it's more not for college kids, and you look weird when you walk in there, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like it's nice. really, really, really a Middle Eastern like true halal food. My, Noah's uh, really good in uh, North Providence is um, Sura's. Oh. It's, um, they open up a location downtown, but it's not as good because Sura's is like you go, you pay $20, and then they just never stop bringing meat to you. What? And you put the meat into your face. Mm. It's wonderful. It's like Ron Swanson's type of restaurant. Like, Pretty much, yeah. You had me at Meat Tornado. It's like I just want 40 plates of bulgogi right now. <laughs> um, so last question? We're still sticking with the movie one because we never thought of anything else. So what? Uh, all right, so I, the origins of this, I heard Aisha Tyler talking to Richard Roper on Girl and Guy. Great podcast if you haven't listened to it. I really like Aisha Tyler. Oh, 
Archer, who's so funny on Archer. Oh, my God. And uh, whose line is that anyway? And I mean, except the shitty season on Friends. But yeah, I give her credit. Like, she's a, a good comedian who's working her ass off and always working. Always. Yeah. I saw her Modern Family recently. Oh, no way. Oh, it, I've only seen a few episodes of that. She's gorgeous, too. Let's just get beyond that. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's nerdy. And she's funny and smart. Like, I, she's awesome. She's awesome. Oh, and then she's been married to her husband for, and that she's madly in love with for 20 years. And you're like, aww. <laughs> that's just that's just kind of sweet. Oh, so anyhow, if you could watch your favorite movie again for the first time, what would it be? And that sense of like, do you know that experience the first time you see it? Like, you can never relive that experience of when you see a movie. So, what's your favorite movie experience? Essentially, ooh, that's a really good question. We've had a range of answers. Um, Mike, since uh, and me and Mike have different answers every time. Basically, we have yeah, we have different answers every time. So, I think know, Forrest Gump is one. Forrest Gump for me. Even uh, Vendetta. When I saw that movie, but I was actually thinking about this and talking this with my friend uh, Lily recently. When I saw Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I've never felt like that, and I've never felt that way again. In my I've never life. seen it. I had just oh, gone through a really breakup. I keep. I need to watch it. It's one. Do of you like to be depressed and cry? Well, well I, I like Jim. I love Jim Carrey. Yeah, it, he's, it's amazing. It's heart really, Like I felt it? like I was feel. Oh man! But so, do you have a film? Um. Or just like a film that you really, really fucking love, and you could watch it again with that sense of wonderment. You yeah. The first time you watched it. You know, mine's really awful because you guys both name like really emotional movies, and mine's a hundred percent not. Oh, uh, the first but one I said was Starsky and Hutch, early Naked Gun. So, all right. Um, well, mine would have to be the Avengers movie then. Cause the, yes, because that the was Ava- a fun experience. Oh um, yeah, like that is some of the most fun I have had in a movie. Theater. Now, where'd and you see it? Give some deets. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Like, give me some details. Where were you? Um, I was at the Foxborough movie theater. Mm-hmm. And... Is that the one where you could eat like a nice meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I wasn't eating a meal or anything, just, but. Just, you know, just with some friends, and like I've never seen a movie that achieved that like that level of spectacle before, where it's just like an hour of absolute insanity and in, on the screen just happening, and you're like, oh my god, and it just that was like, a fun movie. It just yeah, it, like, it was good. Really, like I had so much fun, and it's on Netflix, and I tried to watch it, and I was like, you know, it was like it was, it was a pretty fun movie, like well, sure, I, but I, I wasn't. I that line like where he's the way I was. he's like I fucking love that line. Everyone loves that line where he's in the street, yeah, and he's just like, "What did he say? You got to get angry or you got to get mad." Oh yeah, and I don't remember what the lead up was, but he just the Hulk turns around, and just said, "That's the secret. I'm always mad or I'm always angry." What was what was the line? Yeah, and he's angry. like, he's yeah, uh, Captain the, America's like bossing the, everyone around. He's like, Bruce, you got to get angry. And he's like, "That's like, my secret. I'm, I'm, I'm always, always angry. angry." And he just turns around and turns into the Hulk immediately. When Robert Downey Jr. said something about the big oh, dude, bag that of scene, weed, I was fucking, that was really ahead. funny too. But that was like such a or, communal experience watching that movie. I remember, I don't know where I saw it, but I remember like just being in awe when and Hulk good. like slams Loki back and forth. Yeah, it's just like puny god. But that was I was on the ride for that movie. Like I was oh, for sure. totally on that ride. Me too. I honestly I think that movie had no right to be as good as it was. Josh like Whedon. it should not have been a good movie. The studio could have fucked it right, up. But... Like I mean like Josh Whedon wrote it, but there's so many other factors. The, the actors that could anything could have happened to make that terrible. Yeah, and it just worked. It, per- it might be perfect. Doesn't go for too long. It's not too short. Oh, the only thing Hawkeye was stupid and Black Widow. I'm sorry. They're just yeah. I I liked I I kind of just wish they had been in their own movie. I liked them a lot. And I are thought, they true to the like, comics though? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. I just I just didn't 
by them, like on yeah. the on the ground, like fighting an alien invasion. <laughs> Their show is terrible, which is really sucks. Was it? I never. I, I didn't really catch it. Did you guys see Cloverfield? No, I didn't get it. Maybe mm, I'll, I'll I liked admit it. it. I just didn't get it. The Blair Witch Project was recently added to Netflix, and yeah. I've never seen it, and I kind of really want to see it. It's... You know what? Though when I saw Cloverfield, I remember thinking like as I saw it in college when I was an R like the found footage training. type of thing, huh? The found footage concept. Yeah, and I remember walking out with this kid, and he was a little hipstery. So I remember really liking it a lot because I like I got it, but now I look back, I'm like, that was kind of dumb. Did Maybe it was see, brilliant. Um, did you see Pacific Rim? No, but I no, wanted to. I heard that I, was over the top. It's so over the top. I mean, it's it's literally a live action like anime yeah. cartoon. It's absolutely ridiculous in a good way. In in a good way. Who's that? I, go, go, del, uh, del Toro, yeah, yeah, Benicio del Toro. Um, it bombed, and I completely understand why it bombed because it's like not a movie that a sane person would want to watch. But the marketing but, was off too. Though. Oh yeah, I don't think I really even heard of it. Like outside of like podcasts, and that's kind of like I would go as far as say as podcast is kind of niche culture, niche culture, absolutely niche yeah. culture. And a lot of mumbling today. <laughs> it happens. Well, Nate, thank you for coming on. Thank um, you for having me on. Okay. So we go, at the end, we put go, our put our fists up yeah, and be like, go, let's let chat. Say, go, let's chat again real soon, is what we say. Ah. Let's chat again, again real, real soon. soon. Am I supposed to be in on that? Boobs. Yeah, you I'm Batman.